this is this is nothing. This is well, it's it's not nothing. In fact, you could you could say that we destroyed a monument to our past sins in a Kaiba-like fashion. We wiped that meme from the face of the earth. We blew it up with our blue eyes jet, and we're better now. Because mm-hmm. we're fucking good at podcasts now. Remember when we used to like not as be as good at podcasts? Uh, uh, sh- sh- oh, look at this. This 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 intro document says, "Will we discuss later series? I want to talk about GX and Zexel. Will we do this?" We- I, that was you me. Know what? That was me. I don't know. I honestly, I don't think we will. To be quite honest, but only time will tell. Only time will tell. Who knows if we'll ever talk about GX at this podcast? Hmm. I can't believe yeah, we we're going to watch Yu-Gi-Oh! Abridged. No, we don't. Yeah, I remember the, that. The fuck we don't. I'm never going to watch that bullshit. I'm never. Yeah. I yeah. just don't want to acknowledge like the early 2000s in general. And watching Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. Yeah. is a tacit admission that the early 2000s did indeed happen. Yeah. Like, just because the, the, that our, our online culture is foundationally built on Yu-Gi-Oh! Bridge doesn't mean we have to acknowledge its existence. Yeah, eventually we're going to overwrite them and overtake them, and every Yu-Gi-Oh! online culture is going to end up somehow being a reference to the podcast Pod of Greed. Oh, it sure fucking is. Let's go, gamers. Let's fucking go. <laughs> is up duelists welcome to pod of greed the world's number one and only Yu-Gi-Oh podcast officially sponsored by kaiba corp the most important corporation in the world it rules our dreams and our nightmares hi i'm sarah also known as demiurge enya who can say where the <laughs> goes fuck i'm max and i'm starting with mizuchi in the mirror <laughs> i'm dan and i kiss my homies goodnight on the mouth <laughs> Good. I'm going to need you to explain the relevance of that whenever it comes up because mm-hmm. you have lost me with it Sarah, to be quite honest I'm a little offended that you don't understand just the inherent tenderness of kissing your homies on the mouth Okay, yeah, but like obviously we all kiss our homies on the mouth but like where did this come up in the episode like specifically other than just it's, like in general It's a dumb thing uh, Okay, mm. okay Oh, I can't wait to find out <sighs> Yu-Gi-Oh! How have you been gamers? Hell, excuse me, how have you been gamers? Dealist, sorry. I've been. It's hot as fuck. It's been like 100 degrees all week. Yeah. Uh, So you're in It's Too Damn Hot World now. Little bit. Yeah, it's 94 degrees in my temperature zone. so many degrees. That's too many degrees. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't like it. It shouldn't be triple. Mm. 
Katie is giving me a, a, a stare right now because I've been I've used her chair that she's so graciously retroactively allowed me to use. It doesn't squeak like my shitty chair does. Okay, you going? Oh yeah, I'm also recording on a shitty chair that doesn't squeak because this chair is the one I've had the longest. It's it was given to me when I moved into this apartment. It mm-hmm. belongs to uh, or it originally was one of the spare dining chairs at the restaurant my uncle managed. Ooh. Just a metal dining chair, padded seat. The the padding's a little damaged. There's but it doesn't squeak Who, who as, among us isn't damaged these days? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I that chair is a host of the show. Exactly. Would you like to introduce yourself? What's your history with Yu-Gi-Oh? How have you been, Sarah? <laughs> Uh, I have. I been. Yeah. I started another podcast. Yeah, you, you you sure fucking did. You're reading the books about a wonderful little boy, aren't I, you? Yeah, how do you know that? Oh. Uh, context clues from you and Janos tweeting. Okay, that's fair. I also <laughs> I, read, like, every... I read every fucking Tintin book when oh, I was in school. Oh, you're reading Tintin? Oh my god, finally! An American who knows who Tintin is! I love I loved that funny little guy and, his, and, and Captain Haddock and Snowy. Ugh! You're you're only the second American I've ever spoken with who knows who Tintin. Sorry, Dan, if you also know who Tintin is, but Max said it first. I mostly know it through the internet. I found out you're the third American. Of, the third American. Blah, 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 blah. Congratulations, Dan. You're the third one. Uh, let's see what else is going on. Um, oh, uh, next week is uh, Audrey's birthday party, which means I'm going to join, going to New York for that. Going to New York, you baby. You have to play the Taylor Swift song "Welcome to New York." Hmm. Okay. Yeah, hey, mm-hmm. Taylor Swift is the only person who can welcome you to New York. That's right. She's uh, the mayor. Audrey can't do it. Fucking, yeah. what's his face? Um, Cuomo's gone. <laughs> Taylor Cuomo? Swift is now the mayor of New York. <laughs> That's not what Richard Cuomo is. <laughs> He's the governor, not the mayor. <laughs> Taylor Swift is both. I don't know. What's the difference? He's a girl boss. <laughs> Listen, in if, if this was Domino City, they would there would only be the CEO. Yeah. That's true. They... they... <laughs> We should just use CEO as like a blanket term for anyone in charge of anything. Like, if I it, mean, under capitalism, it's probably yeah. much more accurate. Yeah, but also, it's really funny to imagine the head chef of a restaurant being called the CEO of the kitchen. And so, would would you do you think that like the person who introduces the podcast could be called the CEO of the podcast? So, am I the CEO of this episode because I introduced it? Yes. Mm. Okay, excellent. As the CEO, fuck, we've already been recording for seven minutes. That's far too long, considering we have a three-parter this this week. Yeah, oh my god! Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's kick us off. Let's talk about Yu Gi Oh. Episode or season two, episode twenty-six. J Dog and T Bone. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> what? Podcast over. <laughs> what? Every, every goddamn week, every fucking week I record this show, and 4Kids gives me another reason to get mad at it. <laughs> Does that fucking rules. That's way better than our title, is the terrifying monarch, Demi or Jira. What the fuck does that mean? I want to know about J-Dog and T-Bone. Who are these people? So, oh, I assume J-Dog refers to Jaden, and T-Bone yeah, no refers doubt, no doubt. to the duelist of this episode. Uh, so Thomas Bone. His name is T Bone. Uh, so we open I'm sorry, up. I'm laughing at a thing in my head. <laughs> uh, we open up with uh, the, a shot of Serena's cave, probably in Domino City Park. Uh, uh, and Frost is here. He's brought chat or er, 
He's brought uh, Cyrus and Tyranno's unconscious bodies in. You say and... he's here. In in fact, he spins into existence from a a a, a whirlwind of snow. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hmm. it, we'll talk about this later. But like the fact that these four wonderful boys aren't human is it is really a lot to take in. They are elementals, is the thing. Yeah, Jesus uh, Christ, this fucking show rules. Uh, so that they they aren't human. No, well, they, like Mizuchi specifically says that they're not human. They become really? human yeah, later I, on. I noticed that. But I, I just assumed you were making was, a joke. No, they're not human. <laughs> yeah, I remember her saying that, and then being like, "Wonder what's up with that," and then it never came up again. And then they all kind of seemed to be human anyway. So I don't. How aren't they human exactly? Um, is it because they're like they turn out to be fucking digital? It's are they not human in the way that Noah Kaiba isn't human? It's because tarot cards are a tool of the devil, and by using them, you scar stripped of your humanity, and your immortal soul goes to hell, so you can't spend all eternity in heaven with God. Hmm. Great, thank you, Max. Yep, I'm I'm always glad to um, um to to help the podcast with my heritage. Yeah, uh-huh. the heritage of being sent to Catholic school when I was a kid. <laughs> Catholic expat of the show, Max. Uh, <laughs> That's right, uh, Max Pat, if you will. So okay, fucking yeah. Like 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 Dan said, um, Sho and Kenzon get dropped off. They're unconscious, and Mizuchi calls her new her two of her other wonderful boys uh, in the sub. They are known as Honomaru and Iwamaru. They are the elementals of fire and earth, respectively. And they're mm-hmm. just going to take these unconscious little classmates to Kaibaland as bait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think I ever actually wrote down their names. I just called them Flame Brows and Thick Lad in right. my notes. Yeah, you mean you um, got it. You, you got the only facet of their personality, so. Yeah, they, oh. have, they have some... Honestly, I love these aesthetics. Like, Flame Brows has, obviously, Flame Brows, and also, like, a big, a big, um... Hair... What's the hair thing? Like, the, it's the, like the hair thing that sticks up. There's a, no, no, there's a name for, like, an anime when they've just got a little thing of hair that sticks up. Oh, oh an it's, ahoge. It's an, it's an ahoge, yes. Very important to That's... enunciate every syllable so people don't think you're talking yep. about something else. I, I didn't want to say it because I didn't want to get them mixed up. Yep, they got a hoagie head. Okay, so he's got an ahigo. Yep, they got... <laughs> <laughs> I know, I fe- Sarah, I fucking felt it coming like the ocean recede before a tidal wave. <laughs> uh, so there's actually one other trait that... Uh, the big one has, uh, this big boy, voiced by Sean Schemmel, is, Good. is act, is trying to talk like a gangster, gangster. Specifically. A g- very important, leave the R out. Yeah, a gangster ending in A. Uh, he, he really is just the bit from The Simpsons where Mo, where Mo says, some gangster is just in your fly girl. You gotta give him one of these. It's My a, name is Goku, and I'm here to say I love Yu-Gi-Oh in a major way. I this just like the like um the sort of like racist stereotype of the era of 2008 kind of like layers of these episodes just kind of like pile up, huh? Yeah, yeah you really need a strong constitution to be able to handle this TV show. Um, it's wow. Did, did, was this 2008? Did, did, did this come out in 2008? I want to say like 2006 or so seven. Yeah, 06 or 07 by this point. Yeah. Which yeah, that, is certainly this, for the era. Uh, 50 Cent had sense. released his first video game, Bulletproof, and in a few years <laughs> would release his second uh, video game, Blood on the Sand. Uh, that's right. That's, that's our cultural to- touchstone of the week. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so moving along, they 
they're going to use uh, Sho and Kenzon to lure Jude out of Kaibaland, of course. And <laughs> Mizuchi says, and this is the first sort of clue that these boys are not humans. She says, I was a fool. Or, I'm sorry. I guess they're part human then. Because Mizuchi says she was a fool to leave this all to mere humans. So maybe she's not human also. Her eyes glow. Her cool little mirror of despair appears. And she's clearly watched part one of this show because she turns the first two boys into cards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So just completely ripping off what my father Pegasus has done. Very yeah. sad. Very disrespectful. Turning people into cards is a thing that comes up every so often in Yu-Gi-Oh. Like It's hereditary. It's what you learn in Catholic school. I know <laughs> That's right. I know it at least goes as far as Arc Arc B. Uh Jesus. This, I, I mean, I guess that is like objectively one of the scariest things to happen in this universe, so I'll let it slide. Mm. 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 I mean if I get turned into a card, at least make me like a holographic one, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll paint uh like glitter nail polish thank, over you. Thank you. So make, we can make, resell you at a higher price. Yeah, make sure I get sold at least for double digits. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll we'll do. Uh the Slifer Reds are all camping out in a ditch. Uh You're skipping ahead a bit. Wait, did I miss Oh I mean, sorry, uh let me check. That it. much ahead. I mean the only thing that happens is that um the, oh, uh, right. Judo, Judo, Judo meets with the uh, the like white dorm, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, he, he, I know, he's saying some stuff about like where's Show and Kenzan, and they're like, come to Kaibaland in the next twenty four hours for an ass kicking mm-hmm. sort of stuff." Yeah, Chess comes in in a limo. Oh, Jaden finds Atticus. He's in his fun <laughs> uh, beachwear, extremely... but he's got a black eye because he got beat up by he the whites. Just... Finds him behind you sure did get beat up by the whites. Okay, look, uh, in this scene, Asuka says this place is reserved for whites. You can't fucking say that, Asuka. Please, Asuka, you can't Jesus say Christ. this. Yeah, so so definitely it was absolutely um, Asuka who punched Ibuki out, right? 100%? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. She definitely, like, but kicked her own brother's ass. I just love that there is, there is like, absolutely, thus far, no, in these three episodes, no narrative reason for Ibuki to be here. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't serve any purpose. I just think he's neat. He just needs to be here, so they just get, have Judai find him behind a bush no, with his ukulele. You know what it is? You know, like, if you're really, really drunk and you're trying to sleep, what you do is, like, you stick your foot out of the bed and put it on the ground so you kind of, like, have a tether, so you, like, don't feel as dizzy and spinning around. That's what Fubuki serves. Fubuki serves to kind of remind you of, like, your place in the world. Mm-hmm. It's I, like a universal I've constant. never, I've never, I didn't know that. I, shit. Yeah. You, that ha- oh my god, oh, fuck. Learn something new every day. I went my whole life without knowing these secret falling asleep while you're drunk and the whole bed is spinning and you're like, ah, techniques. Wow. And that's facts with Max. This when they teach you in Catholic school? Oh, that's what I learned in college the hard way. (laughs) I don't think they want to talk to you about that kind of stuff in Catholic school. Anyway, um, so yeah, the, the, before we see the, uh, Slifer Red Dorm, like, camping in a park, we first see, like, the Rye Yellows have their hostel, the, the White Dorm has, a, like, a fancy hotel, a and then we cut to the Slifer Reds. We, before that, we also do see Mizuchi's fun cave. She tells, oh, Hon- she yeah. tells Honomaru and Iwamaru that she wants their power back, she will turn them into humans. So, she explicitly says, these boys aren't human right now, but in the scene before, she said, I don't know, I think she's fucking... She's been in that cave for too long, I think. The allegory is, has lost her. Um, I, I mean, to be honest, I was, like, trying to eat a big bowl of rice while I was watching these episodes, so I just I probably just missed them. Yeah, it yeah. didn't really seem to add much. No, yeah, we just do see that Iwamaru has, like, fucking Earth Ada powers and, like, grabs Honomaru and, like, tunnels underground, mulch dick style. Right. Uh, Damn, I, that, I, I mean, it was a really good rice bowl, so, huh. Yeah, honestly, I mean, you're probably better off most I of... Missed that. <laughs> I'm not sure whether or not it was in the dub. I might have just missed it. Uh, 
All, all I know is... Are you sure? I, I saw the not... reds. I just didn't see yellows. Uh, They're in like a hot spring hostel kind of thing, yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we do see the reds. The, but like, I like the implicate. So they're just like camping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beside, like, sort of like Opa Homeless style. <laughs> they are. Yes. They they are doing it Opa Homeless style. And I just like the kind of like, but like no one ever, no one like mentions, like I don't know, like the, the kind of implication because no one really mentions that like maybe it's a bit dodged to be like camping in beside a river in a city in a park under a bridge or whatever. So I just think that like. Domino City, this implies Domino City doesn't have any kind of, like, vagrancy laws. So, like, either, like, they're just cool with this. Like, you could just camp wherever. If it, if you need to be in Domino City and you haven't, like, you, it's fine. Like, it's not a big deal. Or that Kaiba has completely solved homelessness through the means of dueling. I'm sure he could find a way if it involved playing card games. It, it, yeah, honestly. Yeah. So, so maybe it's good that he's the CEO of an entire city. Who could say? <laughs> yeah. Just saying. You can say where the road goes. Uh, so we're chilling in the red camp. Uh, Grandpa rolls up and brings them all hamburgers. Yeah. He's their camp counselor now. He is. And it's really funny to me that, like, this isn't explicitly an Americanized food. Like, it, it is not onigiri that they say are donuts or hamburgers or whatever the fuck. It's hamburgers. Bongi. They're actual burgies. They're bongies. They're eating bongies. Uh, Grandpa gives Judai some nice grandfatherly advice and tells him, you know, you just just relax and eat some food so you don't choke tomorrow. It's like it's it's good for you. You got to chill out, homie. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, gives he like comforts some. Uh, ba- bash like oh yeah. Grandpa says like in the dub how he, he's sure that Jaden will get through this. He it getting kidnapped and put in a card is something that's happened to him many times over. <laughs> uh, yeah, he knows what he's about. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, at some point, uh, Judai kind of like goes for a walk and like finds uh, some some boys. Yeah, he finds our two wonderful He's... special boys. Yeah, very familiar looking eyebrows and thickness of lad. Yeah. Um, and he's like. Uh, hey, what are you doing here? And they sort of sarcastically reply, mm, we're dying on the streets, obviously. These guys fucking rule. Yeah, they explain that, like, they originally applied to go to Dual Academy, but uh, they failed, like, the entrance exam, so now they just camp out here. Uh, uh, this is, like, they, after they get taken to the campsite, and, like, they're just chilling, yeah, they're sitting around the they, fire with Grandpa and yeah. Sawa and Judai. Yeah, they just... Yeah, because, like... Well, as soon as well, like when whenever they remark, we're dying in the streets. Judas like, oh no, have a burger, and <laughs> like burgie? takes them home and adopts them. Yeah, he, he, he he does. Professor Hulk give you a taco gift, but is Judai giving you a burger gift? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like they're they're talking about dueling and all this, and Grandpa sort of mentions that Judai's a chosen duelist. And, yeah. and, and like, they, they, like, kind of vaguely talk about how they, like, you know, like in their head they have to beat Judai to be able to, like, make it up to Mizuchi. And they don't realize this they're talking to the one and only Judai right now, which is very Yeah, fun. yeah, because, like, before there was, like, a little cut of them and they were like, okay, well, um, they, w- Mizuchi told us to go and beat Judai, but, like, do you know what Judai Yuki looks like? I don't know what Judai, Judai Yuki looks like. Yeah, they, is- it, it takes them a while to realize that this is Jaden, who they're supposed to go after. It, and it's it's just it's very fun because they only realize it's him after the the deal starts. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll duel, we'll duel. And then once they start, they're like, oh wait, you didn't give us your name. And he's like, yeah. yes, I'm Yuki Judai. And then like everything turns to shit. Yeah, immediately. yeah. They do Shack eyes real shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, yep. 
Uh, yeah, Blaze, who isn't dueling, uh, Serena turns him into a card and puts him in, uh, T-Bone's deck. Very, very disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Does he do anything I at think, this point? I think he's the fire, like, the fire oh. big fucker that he plays yeah. that, that forms into Enya later on. That makes sense. That's why there's so much fire in this Earthman's deck. Mm-hmm. Carry on. The duel begins. Mm-hmm. Um... Whatever. There's a lot of dueling in this episode that we're going to record I this have week. Zero notes about this duel, except except for one very important note. Mm-hmm. Pot of greed is played in this duel. What do we got, gamers? Oh. Uh, I got some chilled sake. Frankly, I don't think I should have drank it as fast as I did. Well, uh-huh. I took a bigger gulp than I intended. Uh, it's supposed to be sipped. Take I'm a bringing sip. a drink that I have never brought to uh, Shot of Greed before. Okay. I'm drinking water. Oh, I nice. really never brought water before. I knew you were going to say take... water, and in my head I'm like, has Sarah really never brought water before? I don't. Okay, I don't know. I but I'm. I just. I you know. Argyle's not here, so yeah. I've got water, water. but it's not for the shot of greed. It's just for hydration. Yeah, Uh, I'm also drinking water because I literally got off work like not even an hour ago, and Mm. it's maybe a bit too early in the day to begin slamming it. You know. You know. Mm. Who can Who can say? Where the road goes. Yeah. True. Got me there. Yeah. Uh, the whole duel here is interesting enough. Uh, Goku, his whole thing is like these golems and this uh, continuous spell card called Return to Aura, I believe, that essentially you kill a golem, you get another golem back. And the whole thing is just like, it's just this endless supply of golems that explode and hurt Yuki Judai very, very badly, very yeah. much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of different, like, elemental monsters. Like, the big thing is... The big thing that happens with uh, T-Bone's deck is, oh, is that he's able to summon, like, four different, like, like big uh, uh, emperor, elemental emperors, like one for fire, wind, wood, water, each, or each one for all four, all four boys. And then he uses them all to get uh, this, this uh, golden guy called, uh, uh, I'm trying to find his name, uh, I, oh, Demiurge Emma. Demiurge Enya. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and Demiurge yeah. Enya. And they also so get, I, like... I knew those were reason for my nickname. <laughs> yeah. This thing sucks. I fucking hate this thing. I'm not a big fan of the design. I think... It looks a bit shit. I, like, when I first saw it, I didn't get too good a view. I thought it would be, like, a cool, like, goddess lady, but this is just some sort of weird dude. It's like a steampunk plague doctor. It looks like shit. Which is very sad, because saying the word Steampunk Plague Doctor conjures up all sorts of cool, edgy imagery in my mind. This ain't it, though. Tragic. Yeah. This ain't it. What is cool about it is that Demi or Gemma's, one of its abilities is it can summon these homunculus tokens. And these things are real, because they're just like big titty rock ladies. Yeah. (laughs) I I do like to see these ones. I think the four boys might be homunculuses. Homunculi. Uh, they're not because we definitely see them as humans at the end of the next. Yeah, they next are. Episode. They are. That's real right. Boys. That's yeah. right. We and, know. And, and we know what homunculi yeah. look like in the show. We've seen them before. 
Yeah, they look like big sexy titty lady who can make fingers long and pointy or and stuff like that. A racist professor, one of the two. Yeah. Oh, or a racist professor, um, of course. And, um, and like the, the sort of main story conceit of this duel is Judai gets really mad at Goku because he's like, "Your power is not your own. I just wanted to have a fun duel, but like, what's the point if I'm not going to duel you at your best?" But and also like the the highlight of this episode is whenever Judai is talking about this stuff, like, "Oh, how can you ever?" Have, you're dealing with parts not your own and all that stuff and talks about dealing then like Grandpa Suguroko is watching him oh yeah and he's just he loves this kid's vibes he's like oh my god this kid has my grandson's vibes this rules yeah when like Jin gives like his whole speech about how uh he can't just duel with like with like weird cool cards given to him by someone else he's got to duel with his own in his own way uh Grandpa's like that's exactly what Yugi would say uh, yeah, and like he sees like Yugi's vibes behind Judai. It's great. His vibes have manifested. It's it's yeah. good. I I Grandpa being here is just honestly really really nice because like this nice sort of touch point back to yeah. the, to uh, Duel Monsters. I like it. Grandpa's yeah. cool, even if he doesn't have his weird bandana with him, and he looks just like like he went Super Saiyan a bit. Mm. It's it's so wild. It's really strange. Get, get it? Get his bandana back. Yeah, That's pl- the real tragedy. Pl- <laughs> Please cover that thing up, Grandpa. <laughs> It's inappropriate. Like you can't just have it's it on. Profound and profane. You can't just show your hair, dude. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The duel That's what ends. They teach us in Catholic school. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the duel ends when Judai does one of his Neos combos. He uh, fuses Neos and Flame Flare Scarab. I love Flare Scarab. This is my favorite um, Neo Spatian. If you can imagine that, uh, just because it's a bug guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. It's cool. Uh, actually, wait, no, just kidding. It doesn't even, they don't even fuse. Flare, Flare Scarab just hits uh, Goku. But also, I love when Judai attacks with Neos. He's like, Wrath of Neos. And all Neos does is just fucking sucker punch Goku. Like, it's not like a cool ability. It's just a punch. He just hits you. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, after the, after the duel, Judai wins, of course. Uh, he tells Goku Iwamaru that you, you gotta steal yourself. If you believe you're weak, you're always gonna be weak. So you just have to believe in yourself mm-hmm. and get better at dueling. And it's really nice. They're yeah. like be- becoming friends. The little thick lad is sort of like getting the gist of it and it's like, yeah, yeah, Judah, you're right. You're a really interesting person. Uh, but then, oops, it's like, oh no, he lost the duel. Haha, <laughs> what so... if you got slurped inside a mirror and lost your humanity? Haha. <laughs> Haha, <laughs> oh no. No, Bye. don't slurp up big Goku. No, Goodbye, be my Goku. friend. Bye, Goku. What are you <laughs> I'm imagining in my head inside the uh-huh. mirror. Iwamaru does the fucking Goku thumbs up pose with the halo over his head <laughs> as he looks back and goes to hell or whatever. <laughs> I-, I hope that Sean Shemmel comes back every single series and voices a new character just so I can call them the new Goku. I mean, mm-hmm. Sean Shemmel voices a lot of characters in this show. Uh, He's Ojama Yellow, so that's yeah. really best case scenario, oh, honestly. Yeah. I forgot it was Ojama Yellow. <laughs> and Dr. Crowler. Uh, oh, that's right. Fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Shit. I know he's in 5Ds. I don't know if he's in anything after that. So, uh... Yeah, the, the important thing, actually, about the end of the episode mm. is that Mizuchi is like, come to Kaibaland tomorrow for an ass-kicking to, and to get your friends back. And we see, like, oh God, a oh shot God, of, oh like, three her silly little mirrors. We see that Sho and Kenzan have been put inside the VR pods. You know, the VR pods in Kaibaland, mm. the ones you go inside of to see a friend and a boy in Kaiba. It's enough to give and, me a heart palpitation to see. And I, I was like, hello? We're going to virtual world? Mm-hmm. We're going to fucking virtual world. Oh, I'm, God. I'm glad virtual world still exists in some way. I want to see my little boy. 
Here he comes. He's, um, he's just um, off screen all throughout these episodes. You know, he's he, there. Yeah, he was here. He he's, was here. He's definitely he's, he's, in a, he's in a zip file, which is why you don't see him. I, I also love that these episodes establish that not only do we have the boat that parents go, the party boat that dead parents, sorry, alive parents go and hang out on, but we also have, like, the the, the alive sibling hard drive mm-hmm. that they go and hang out on. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Extremely there, good. There um, is a, he's solid state Noah now. I am very curious about stuff later on because I'm gonna have to well we'll get to yeah, it when yeah. we get to it. Um we'll get to it. So uh I think is there anything else in this episode? Uh no. there's a little tiny bit with Edo just like flashing back. Right. And he's like starting to realize this is what Sayo meant when he told him to just follow Destiny's course. Because he kinda oh, realizes yeah. that like Judai's gonna lead him to some yeah. shit he's gonna oh. get into. Oh uh so like Serena uh explains like Jaden and Aster have to go to Kaibalan because she needs to test them for something. She doesn't elaborate, but it seems to involve, like, defying fate, uh, working oh, with Sartorius, possibly, uh, but it's left a little vague until next episode. Do we want to just kind of jump to it? Because we as a three-parter, should, should, we, yeah. should we keep our games away from ourselves? Yeah, get those fucking things away from me. I'm not Ew. a gamer this week. Gaming, gaming is... Ga- I've ca- never done that. Hey, Catholic School taught me that gaming is the tool of the devil. <laughs> They were right. We're not allowed to do it this week, sorry. Like, they were right about everything else. Oh, but actually, you know what we should say uh, in lieu of gaming? Mm-hmm. Yes, I if do. If you go to patreon.com slash plot of greed. Uh, stop, I'm, I keep on, t- I can't fucking type, I'm typing Patron, not Patreon. I don't want to get tequila. Patron! Patron! If you, if you, if you go to patreon.com slash plot of greed and you give us money at the $10 tier, we will give you a wonderful little shout out in the middle of the episode. And Sarah, you've been out ah. for a while. I'm going to post this for you to read for us. Oh, excellent. Thank you very much. And thank you very much to Boo Hashko Jazz Dumpster Nero Wyvern Service and Eduviru. We love you so much. I give you a tender kiss on the forehead, each of you. As this the second time this week I've kissed my mic. You know what? That just means you're doing it right. Mm -hmm. That's how podcasting should work. That's how, I mean, what what is a podcast if not a very long no contact kiss with you and your homies? Yeah, uh, this this podcast has been parasocially contact kissing you and your homies for <laughs> over three years now. Holy fuck, we've been doing this for a long time, haven't we? We're going steady. Yeah. <laughs> Listeners. Yu-Gi-Oh forever. You want to move in soon? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 78 of Yu-Gi-Oh GX. The ultimate tag team, Judai and Edo, part one. What's it then that Dob done? Uh, mirror, mirror, part one. Oh, I remember that Cup of Greed 3 duelist who uh, ate shit in the first duel. Yeah. (laughs) That guy who never played duel monsters ever. Uh, (laughs) So Uh, so this one starts out, we we, we do see Asuka and Manjime in the whites, and they're like sort of wondering, what the hell does Sayo mean by calling them Kaibaland? What could this possibly mean? And we we (laughs) find out soon enough, because Judon had a run to Kaibaland. Uh, Very importantly, mm. not only are you know Judai and Edo running to Kaibalan, but also Bastion Misawa is coming with them, bringing up the rear, carrying Grandpa Sugoroku on his back while Grandpa gives them directions to Kaibalan. This is Star Wars Episode Five. He, yeah, oh Grandpa my is God. Yoda. He's <laughs> Grandpa Yoda. Bastion, Bastion's feeling like Luke's Skywalker trapped on Dagobah <laughs> with a gay little frog. Help! Yeah, Grandpa's <laughs> just a gay little frog. <laughs> And he is a guy walker because he's walking this guy around. Damn, it's true. 
Grandpa's like, hmm, Kyberland, over there it is. Died there several times, I have. Into the virtual world, my grandson went. Through I there, like... you must go. What voice is this? This is not I my grandpa. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I can't remember how Yoda sounds. I also can't remember how grandpa sounds in the dub. So I'm doing a funny little voice that I yeah. find personally amusing to El- Alphaba, since when were you grandpa, Yugi? Please, God, let me meet her. Let me find that perfect girl I know exists. Uh, <laughs> okay. So they, they get to the virtual reality place. Uh, yeah. Grandpa says that many who go in there never return. Yeah. You know some experience. Grandpa. Yeah. Um, and Judai is like, okay, well, you can't go in then. Mm-hmm. Um, and him and Edo go into the VR zone. They get, as soon as they walk in, Mizuchi's like talking to them on, on fucking loudspeaker. And like they get hit with a flashbang, basically. <laughs> and I guess that knocks them out and allows someone to shove them into a virtual reality pod. Yeah. Because we're inside and like, it's it's the virtual world in like the purest sense of it. Yeah. Which is basically like, remember when Yugi and Kaiba went into the virtual world in season one and they fought the big five? It's like that. Yeah. It's like circuitry Tron land, basically. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not actually the Noah Kaiba virtual world. It's like the purgatory of virtual worlds, the holding cell before you actually uh-huh. get in. Yeah. Yeah. But, but Noah Kaiba's definitely here, just off screen. Yeah. Um, Noah Kaiba is here. He's just, he's just, uh, he's, he's somewhere else. He's over on like, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! World Forums. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see the most upsetting thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Upsetting? You mean the greatest thing I've ever seen th- this this show so far? Yes. Show? Uh, this show? Not not this show. I don't want to see this show. I want to see this show. So, they Here find their friends. The uh, and Cyrus and Tyranno have turned into, literally, the monster versions of themselves. Uh, Tyranno is... Welcome! Tyranno is a Tyrannosaurus Rex, and Cyrus is a car. He's a little... Cyrus is fucking Herbie Philly loaded. He's a little Benny the Cab, Tri-Rush Deppy-ass car. We're just watching Pixar's cars now. Life is a highway, He's... and I'm gonna ride it all night Ooh, long. I don't wanna... Get, take me off this fucking highway, Rascal Flats. <laughs> I love this. And the thing I love about this is because there's like a constant thread throughout the rest of these two episodes of show being like, Jedi, you have to win so that we can leave virtual world. And Kenzan, who's now a dinosaur, is like, I mean, yeah, you should win, Jedi. But also, I really love being a dinosaur in virtual world. This is great. So it's okay if you lose. Yeah, one way or another, I'm be, I'm be happy somehow. <laughs> uh, we also see the Marus are all trapped inside buildings. This doesn't really come up at all in this part, but like oh, yeah. the, the four special boys are trapped inside the buildings. Um, Judai calls out to Mizuchi because he knows that she's in here. And she does show up and she sort of tells them, she finally gets the reveal of like, yeah, Sayo wanted me to use my fortune telling to choose between you and Edo to see who can actually move the wheel of fortune. Because both of these boys have special powers who can maybe sway destiny. So essentially this duel is going to act as a test to be like, hey, which one of these boys is spicier? Yeah. 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 What can I take under my wing? For some reason, yeah. Aster really wants to start working with Sartorius again. 
He's, I this is kind of fucked up because again, like that, like I thought that his sort of arc had been him realizing that yeah. like, his his boss Sayo was actually not a good boss and was actually like a really fucked up guy. But then in this duel, he turns out to be like, oh, I really want the he the duelist of destiny to be me. Actually, it's got to be me. I want to be a special little boy. Please pick me. And I'm like, dude, you do you know he's evil? You've been telling us he's evil. Hello. It's very sad. I honestly, I still think Edo's arc is going to end that way, where he's going to finally realize it. But like, it could have happened now, you know? It could have happened now. Like, I just, I, I don't know why. I don't know why I thought it had already happened. I don't know maybe all the times he warned Junai and Gang about Sayo mm-hmm. were it. <laughs> I just don't get it. It's, it's very, it's this weird detail. Like he literally was like, "I'm leaving," like two episodes ago, and now he yeah. wants to come back. Uh, like, like I mean, it it makes sense because like his like it, it really lines up with the fact that his deck is Destiny Heroes, and he suddenly kind of turns on one and becomes once again obsessed with being the de- the Destiny Hero. Like, yeah. it does seem like a big part of his identity, but it just like it's a it's like Whiplash. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's it feels like it could have happened now, but they're like, oh shit, we still have like several episodes to go before the series, the, the season ends. So we have to like continue his arc and stretch it out unnaturally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, oh, well. Before the deal starts, I do want to shout out the the line that like a flashback Sayo says, where he says, "Mizuki, I need you to use your mirror fortune telling to help me choose between two men." <laughs> Sometimes. Just you need two men. <laughs> it's the it's the two men moving service. It's just Judai and Edo. <laughs> Yeah, we are not big. We they'll, are not strong. We cannot lift anything. Or, or or that, but it says together we'll move your wheel of fortune. <gasps> very good. Yeah, like our our dealing skills may be strong, but our bodies are stronger. Wait, no, our friendship is stronger. That's that's what I'm. That's, that's yeah. what it is. We yeah, got there. Sorry. Um, and and the this duel is going to be a tag team duel. Judai and Edda will share eight thousand life points total. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, Judai asks Edo to form the team, and Edo's like, yeah, I'll do it, but only to prove to Sayo that, like, I'm the spicier boy. Yes. And Judai wonders shorter. to Mizuchi, he's like, hey, you're alone. Is it going to be a two-on-two, right? And she's like, ah, oh, of course, one moment. And she just, like, fucking mirrors herself. Yeah. Oh, my God, there's Is two of them. Is this a lot? Mods? Is this a lot? Sir? Sir? Hello? She can just do that. Um, Anything's possible in the virtual world. You can... I wish this was yeah. Noah instead. Yeah. Oh my god, what if she just summoned Noah? <laughs> Be like, hey, little boy, come, here, come over here. Would you like to duel with me? Shorts boy. You, you, look very, boy. you look very cute and polite. Come over here, my boy. At this point, Noah has an adult body and it's just Andrew Rannells. <laughs> but he's still wearing the clothes back then, so he's like these tiny little shorts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's basically wearing the 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 uh, Book of Mormon costume. <laughs> <laughs> this no, wait, no, wait, it's short sleeves, not short shorts in that one. Whatever, same he got He got jacked and his muscles broke the sleeves there. Mm, 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 mm. Um, uh, this duel is, it's a lot. Yeah, it's like, I know, the, there's like a lot happens in the first episode, and then, like, throughout it, uh, she has this, like, moon, and also this thing with eyes, which, it's, It like, looks like the fucking Behelet from Berserk. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take your word for it. It's just kind of fucked up. Yeah, it's... And, like, the, the, the moon keeps, like, uh, winning, um, and, like, the destroyed. eyes 
keep opening. And I, it just kind of, again, I was sort of, when the deal starts, I was like, oh, great, I can eat more of my rice bowl. Yeah, exactly. I literally wrote my notes. I'm going to be real with you. I don't care for this duel. Yeah. yeah. The moon goes through phases each time she takes out a monster. Her big thing in this first episode is she's got these two guys called Psycheo and Ukio, which can mm-hmm. just keep... Which allow for a whole bunch of cool trap and monster cards that to be summoned that can just like reflect attacks or cancel attacks, uh, that Jaden and Aster try to do. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And like whenever Psycheo is here, Ukio shows up, like they're, they're inseparable, uh. Do not separate them. Yeah. Uh. I feel like, I know, like, th- there's like a lot of, she does a lot of mirror shit, but I feel like we've seen deals. That were a bit more like mirrory, like she mirrors herself, but she doesn't like mirror them, which is like, I, like I don't know, it just feels like a bit like uninspired this year. Yeah, it seems really on the nose and doesn't do anything actually cool that yeah. you would theoretically be able to do with mirrors. It's more like you attack and then oh no, the mirrors swim around, and then it's your monster in the mirror, so you take damage instead. It's like the most sort of low hanging fruit you can imagine if you're fighting like a mirrored duelist. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like like a lot happens, and like I just wasn't really yeah. drawn to any of yeah. it. Yeah, I, I wrote down a couple things. Um, Edo does play. I forget what he's called in uh, Fearmonger. Is that he's fucking Doom guy? Yeah, it's yeah. Just, it, I noticed Doom guy. It's this green. Literally, yeah. He's just straight up called Doom Guy, and he's like the same military green color, and he has big gun. It's it's my friend Doom Guy from Doom mm-hmm. video game. Yeah. Uh, um. And like throughout the duel, whenever Judai or Edo does a cool play, Mizuchi's like, "Oh, maybe this is the duelist that will that will uh, control Sayo's destiny." And then the other one does it the next turn. They're like, "Oh, maybe this is the duelist that will control Edo or Sayo's destiny." And mm. Edo's kind of like pissed at Judai for the first part of this duel because he keeps on falling for the effects twice in a row. Like he doesn't really <laughs> yeah. care at first. And Edo's like, "How can my best friend, who's the same age as me, Sayo, really care for this a duelist of this caliber?" Very dismissive, yeah. very rude, very, very, very rude. Yeah. I mean, like, honestly, it is kind of notable how Judai just does a bunch of big, beefy fuck-ups in this deal. I'm like, come on, kid. Yeah. I mean, I understand it the first time. You don't have an excuse when you fall for the literally the exact same setup two turns in a row. Yeah. I feel like throughout this duelist, they really tried to make Judai look like he had no brain cells compared to Edo Phoenix. Yeah. Like, it, It's a whole it, thing, it felt- like, brains versus uh, passion. Yeah, yeah, but th- but like in order to do that, they had to make Judai get look stupider. Yeah, he he he, oh, he he got hit with like the fucking brain orb from SpongeBob for a little while. The orb of confusion—that's what it is. Yeah, at, at yeah. some point, these and across this duel, he's like, "I'm just attacking and seeing what happens." Uh, <laughs> Me too, buddy. Uh, Crit. There are two separate instances of pot of greed. Oh yeah, yeah, they're sure fucking our homie. Yeah, first Judai plays it, and then Edo plays it later. Very nice. We could all play Pot of Greed. Yeah. If damn. we want to. You draw two cards, because there's two opponents. Yeah. Just the two of us. <laughs> we can draw cards if we try. Okay. Ooh, I like that. Very um, nice. um, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Duel, 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 duel. Eventually, the moon is a new moon. All the Yeah, day. eventually Stephanie Meyer finally releases the second book <laughs> in her best-selling Twilight series. Those movies fucking whip. I'm going to take that to my grave. Um, Damn, I'm going to put you in that grave. <laughs> so, the, the 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 moon is new, and this thing called Nayuta is summoned. Or, hold on. No, just kidding, just kidding. The moon is new, another card is summoned, whatever. Um, Edo finally notices the moon is gone, and Judah's like, hey, what's wrong, Edo? Where'd that moon Ed- go? And Edo's like, he just points up, moon, and Judah's like, ah, moon. 
and he like looks down and like the sort of the the egg that has eyes on it is all mirrors is open now and like the room is like starting to fill with this dark smoke and that's that's where part one ends yeah yeah and then like part one it ends and they didn't tell us what the moon does and then part two starts and it's the cold open and they still don't tell us what the moon does I, i'm just sitting here like what the fuck does the moon do? I think, please tell I me i think the moon lets them summon the big monster that shows up at the start of part two uh yeah ah so dark god dark god what's it what's is part two have a different name for you dan uh mirror mirror part two yeah, okay, yeah, it's just whatever, whatever part two. Uh, Dark God, this thing is something. It's very Yonic. Yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of, yeah. It's very, it's very pharaonic. Mm-hmm. Pharaonic the hedgehog? <sighs> it has an eye. It has, um, uh, oh, you know what? I think this is an anime-only card, actually, because I can't really find card art of this online. Yeah. If you search Dark God, I mean, I know that's the sub name and not the dub name, but Dark God doesn't really get you anything. Like, one of them is, is, uh... The, these, like, the subtitle said Dark Creator. Does that do anything? Yeah. Dark Creator. Um, no, because that just is, like, a fucking robot. I mean, it makes sense that it would be an anime-only card, because, like, what it does oh, is yeah. a bunch of bullshit. This so. is an anime-exclusive card called Dark Creator. Uh-huh. Uh, it's it's a lot to look at. Uh, yeah, it's kind of got a vertical... An, an eye that the eye opens vertically to makes it look a little bit yonic. Mm-hmm. Got tentacles. Yonic the, yonic the Hedgehog. It has two little eyes dangling from it. Uh, it's, yeah, it looks like someone at Yu-Gi-Oh just, like, draw something eldritch, and they're like, you got it, Chief, and this is what they came up with. Mm-hmm. Uh, it works pretty eldritch. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. Uh, there are also these weird little, like, skeleton mirrors flying around the arena. Mm-hmm. Those and guys are pretty cool. They're really I cool. Like I like they're them. They got me. cool, like, little wispy tails. Um, and they're part of the effect of this, uh, fucked up moon, in that somehow they can summon dark god tokens, and they summon many dark gods. So now there's fucking one dark god and nine smaller dark gods, all with 3,000 attack points just chilling on Mizuchi's side of the field. Yeah, that's how you know it's an anime-only card, because, uh, what? Yeah, yeah, let's, let me just easily drop 30,000 attack points worth of shit on my field in one turn. This is normal. This is good. This is balanced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what the fuck else happens here, honestly? Um, Edo's kind of wary. Oh, actually, actually, the the interesting thing I noted was that, so she ends her turn, like, I think Edo is like, oh my god, here it comes, we're about to die, she's gonna just attack directly, and then she doesn't, and Edo is like, Judai, Judai, she didn't attack directly, what does this mean? Please, use your brain cells, can you tell what that, and Judai's like, so the thing can't attack us directly, and Edo's like, well done, Judai, you, congratulations. After he says that, he says one of his greatest lines ever. Where Judah's mm-hmm. like, wow, Edo, you're caring for me. And Edo says, it isn't as if I've acknowledged you as an equal, but I can't stop worrying about what an airhead like you might decide to do. Yeah. Aster's, Fucking Sundere. Aster's <laughs> very Sundere in these episodes. Uh, there's a dub note I want to make, which is like, the recap in this one, instead of being the usual sort of like, here's a collection of clips, it's like, it's like Tyranno and Cyrus still in their like transformed forms, like, telling the viewer the events of the past episode. Like, it's mm. an in-character recap. Uh, yeah, like, I think we get... I don't know if we get them recapping at the start, but we do get them at the start being like, oh, fight hard, and Kenzen being like, yeah, fight. I mean, I love being a dinosaur, but I guess fight hard. Yeah, they mm-hmm. exist to be, like, the Statler and Waldo for this episode, yeah. really. Yeah. Throughout it, they're always, like... Make, and to make funny faces. They're always making comments. <laughs> they're talking about uh, them being cars... 
Uh, or they talk about uh, Cyrus being a car. At one point, uh, Cyrus shouts, Three honks for Jaden! And they edit in some oh my horn fucking honks. God. Okay, that's, that's amazing! Oh, that's so good! It, it brings me no pleasure to admit that it's kind of good. <laughs> Um, this, the duel continues. Like, I'm, like, trying so hard to just gather what scraps of memory so, I have from this duel in my head. Yeah. So, Actually, like, so, concerning, um, the thing about, uh, that she, she can't attack them directly with the big dark god monsters, which actually is quite cool, because it means yeah. that they are actually, they are safe, so long as they don't summon a monster. Mm-hmm. Like, like, can't lose life points if they do not have any monsters, which is, like, a fun little twist on the game of duel monsters. Um, and, like, you know, so she does some things where she, like, sort of summons a token on the side of their field so she can attack that token, mm-hmm. which doesn't hurt them directly, but does some other effects. And, like, there's, so there's actually, there's some more engaging mechanics in this duel that, like, uh, okay, or maybe it was just because I had finished my rice bowl at this point and was paying a bit more attention. I'm not really sure. Or it could be a better duel. Yeah. Who can say? Who uh, can possibly say. However, uh, Jaden manages to draw the right card. Uh, uh-huh. It's, yeah. uh... Uh, it's a Neo's Hero Dark Jaguar. It's a Jaguar. That's not what it's called, Dan. That's Dark not what it's Jaguar. called, Dan. Or did I get the? No, no. no, no, oh, no. Okay, hold uh, on, Dan. Uh, all right. Are you sitting? Are you sitting down, Dan? Okay. Take take a take a seat. Mm-hmm. Um, I already posted it in the chat, by the way. Uh, yeah. The card's called Black Panther. Yeah. <laughs> the card's called Black Panther. Chadwick Boseman is here to do the sick flips and. Represent Wakandan yeah. culture for us. It's a um, Neo Spatian <laughs> Dark Panther, and he, he does in fact talk to Jaden. Uh, yeah. well, he talks to us. He talks to Jaden the sub, but he sounds yeah. n- you know normal, not whatever the fuck he does in the dub. <laughs> he, um, he does this cool guy <laughs> voice. Dig this kid. You gotta drop that dasher on him. What's happening? Hey, wait. Are you a Neo Space? Dig this kid. I just tell it like it is. Okay. You gotta lay that dasher on him. Like, just all the while, like, like this funk guitar is playing in the background, and it's it's a lot. I I love 2006 racial stereotypes Mm -hmm. in my Yu-Gi-Oh card. This is reprehensible on so many levels. (laughs) It's really bad. Like that combined with the guy who wanted to be gangsta with no R at the end. At the first, like, oh my god, sure, we should, sure is cartoons, huh? Yu-Gi-Oh! GX is putting us through fucking trials and tribulations here. He just tells Mm -hmm. it like it is. Uh, Like, media just did this and thought it was fine. Uh, So, Black Panther, (laughs) uh, it can somehow turn into goop and form into an opposing monster, Mm -hmm. so Judai uses it to form into uh, Dark God token. So actually, uh, before before I knew about the 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 card Black Panther was being used by four kids as a vehicle for racial stereotypes, I actually I find it very to be very interesting that like it, uh, it like it starts talking to him and like the card itself has a strategy like Judai's deck without Judai like really knowing anything like it has its strategy like because Black Panther comes out and is like hey Judai like I'm going to borrow the power of this other card mm-hmm. let's just do this and then like Judai Judai does like Judai does what the cards tell him to do and I'm like oh that's fucking cool it's also maybe it's cheating maybe it- listen like Yami before him <laughs> the cards are his Yami that's true. That's, that's, true, that's, true. that's why Grandpa is like, oh, this kid has my grandson's vibes. They're the vibes of a cheater. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
A, a lovable cheater, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so Black Panther turns into a Dark God. And since Dark God is on Judai's side of the field, too, the weird skeleton mirror power activates, so he gets all those Dark God tokens, too. He tributes two of them to summon... Um, Neos? To summon Neos, and he contact fuses it with Black Panther to form Black Neos. This guy fucks. Oh, I love this. Now design. this guy, this is a guy. This dude fucking rules. He's got like these cool, like pointed ears. He's got, he's got, he's all like black and white. It's, it looks cool as hell. Uh, he's so fucking emo, and its effect is just, it just straight up negates a monster's effect. Mm-hmm. So, which means the Dark God token can attack Dark God, and they both get destroyed because they have the same attack points, and everything gets destroyed in the field. And then Black Neos attacks Mizuchi directly, and the boys win. And Judai actually says, Judai says, there is no Dark God around to protect you now, but, like, unlike before, when the subtitles have said the name of the card Dark God, which is subtitled as Dark Creator, because mm-hmm. you can't, nothing can be God, he says it in Japanese, which, the, like, he says Yami no Kami. Which he says very, Yami no Kami, it's fucking very- Fun. Mm. Where is your Yami no Kami Nar? You know, coincidentally enough, they also said there is no dark card to protect you at Catholic school. Mm. They said Yami no Kami at Catholic school? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it just rolls off the tongue, don't it? Uh, uh, and thankfully, thank fucking mercifully, thank Christ, Show and Kenzan are back to normal. I don't need to look at these abominations ever again. Uh, Kenzan is kind of sad about it, though. Yeah, Kenzan's a bit sad about it. Now, I'm also a bit sad about I it. I might be showing my hand a, a bit too much. But mm-hmm. this is la- the not. This is not the last time we see dinosaur Kenzon. Oh God, uh, can I quit the podcast? <laughs> can I? I don't, make no. sure I'm not on that episode in the future. Okay, <laughs> that's all I want. You uh. have to face the little trials that, that Yami no Kami gives you. Mm, yami no Kami. <laughs> uh, so, and after this, Edo kind of starts to recognize. Okay, Judai's probably the spicier boy. He's probably the one who can control the wheel of fortune. Um, mm, mm. But Mizuchi, in a sort of strange turn, tells them, can you save my brother, please? He, she says that he's become a man with two faces, one that is kind has, and one that is the Joker. He can't help being a Gemini. Yeah. <laughs> his, his soul was split too. Uh, one one good and one evil. The, the evil one's out and the good one's like sealed away inside him. Uh, mm-hmm. And this all happened because of a fucking Yu-Gi-Oh card. Yeah. Uh, this yep, this all happened because one day uh, a mysterious... A client showed up while he was fortune telling, and after the reading, gave him a card. In fact, this is a rancid card. This card fucking has stink lines coming off of it. Don't read this card. I didn't. I mean, you, I don't you, think they you, showed the card. Did they show the card in the sub? No, you just see. Well, it's a they showed card. Okay. like the silhouette of the card, but they didn't show what card yeah. it was. It just like just had such rancid vibes. It changed his whole personality. And listen, I think that like. You're, you're telling me that y'all have never seen a Yu-Gi-Oh card with such rancid vibes that it, like, fundamentally changes you as a person? Yeah, that was me and Ojama yeah. Yellow. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I... Who were you before Ojama Yellow? I can't remember, Max. <laughs> Taking over my soul. Where were I am, the I am but a thrall of my little yellow funny guy. <laughs> There's... Oh, yeah, that's what happened to Sayo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're blood brothers. So, yeah, uh, she mentions that it was a hero card, just like the ones uh, Jaden and Aster use. And yes. that it was likely one of a kind. And, like, Aster's, like, connecting dots in his head. And he's like, oh, fuck, was that my dad? Yeah, yeah. And and, and she's just like, I don't fucking know. I never saw it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And also, the internet's breaking down. We have to escape. Yeah, the simulation is breaking down. Uh, the f- And this... Uh, so, yeah, you know, after 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 <clears throat> after Mizuji tells Edo she never got to see the card, uh, the internet's breaking down, 
this like weird fucking atom portal appears and they all have to run out and you know you can tell judai wants to stay back and like help mizuchi out Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. is one of the most insane things I've ever heard in my life. Also, oh. <laughs> because is, is it, is yes. it, Zuchi says, "No, I can't come with you. I've installed myself into the program. I digitized my soul so I could pre- protect my brother. So she's get to hangs out with Noah now." Yeah, the yeah. explanation is slightly different. She wants to uh-huh. she wants to get like stay in here so she can be transferred into cyberspace and like watch over her brother while while this whole thing goes down. Uh, she she gets to hang out with Noah yeah. in the VR zone. Uh, God, I, am, I wish that were me. God, I wish that were me so badly. Are you kidding me? I'm That's really not, like at this point, her logic of I'm going to make my soul virtual, and th- this therefore will help me protect my brother. Like, buddy, I'm really not following your logic, but I hope in hell that like it pays off in a few episodes, and like she just like shows up in cyberspace, and I I know inducts him into the Noah zone or something. Yeah, she just shows up on a laptop like Bonzi Buddy. Uh, (laughs) She's malware now. Uh, This is, yeah, I can't believe she fucking Noah'd herself. I got so happy when I'm like, oh, Noah has a buddy, thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Uh, And she literally just, like, sinks into the virtual world. mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, And the boys all wake up. Yeah. They're they're in their pods. Judai bonks his head on the pod very slowly, oh, which of course he does. Yeah, this this um, clumsy little boy. Uh, they all walk out and they come outside to see Grandpa waiting with Misawa and Show <laughs> continuing his running gag of just being rude and dismissive towards Misawa. Is like, oh, Misawa's here too. And <laughs> um, yeah, so they're like, and like Suguroku is like, like because the rest of the boys come out and like Grandpa is like, so is she still in there? Whatever, and they're like, yeah, yeah, she she got stuck in there, and Grandpa's like, oh. Well, I so I'll go and ask Sato Kaiba if he can get her out of there. And I just love this mental image of just, like, Grandpa Suguroko just, like, quietly knocking on the door of Sato Kaiba's office be like, uh, hey, um, there's a girl stuck in your VR uh, zone. Yeah, I don't... Can you do anything about that? Oddly enough, that's not in the dub. Uh, oh? It's because the dub won't acknowledge that Seto Kaiba's grandpa's son-in-law now. Yeah. Uh, also, like <laughs> throughout, like the the first duel of these episodes, like he's very confused throughout the duel. He's losing track of what's going on. Uh, oh, grandpa. Uh, so and like and the kind of the field trip just sort of ends. Um, grandpa's like, go enjoy your field trip, and then boom, the field trip is over. Now uh, yeah. we get a shot of like everyone leaving town. Uh, whites in their nice bus. Um, like you know, Sayo's like sort of in the back, and the back of he's he's, he's in the he's a, he's one of the naughty kids, so he gets to sit in the back row of the bus. Yeah, he has to be are. in the view of the bus driver the whole time because he's going to do some bullshit if he's left out of he's sight. He's in like the back of the bus is like a little lounge. Uh, yeah, and he's just sitting there. Why not? And while he's sitting there, he thinks, "Damn, I never figured out what who, which one is the one that's going to like change my fate." And then... Which of these two men? Then he sees the red bus pass by, and both Aster and uh, Jaden are on it, so... Two of they, them. It, it was two of them all along. Yeah, he, he knows by that that Mizuchi lost. Mm-hmm. And this just makes him become even more Joker-fied. His aura starts to smell and stink lines emanate like, from his body, and the windows crack. His, do you ever have your, your vibes be so rancid that they start cracking windows around you? Mm-hmm. I think this guy might be a villain of some sort. The, 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 this guy ain't right. The homie ain't Something's right. Something's telling me. Yeah, the, the, Sayo 
God, I love Sayo. He fucking sucks. This is the most rancid man in the world. He's the Joker, and I love him. Oh, how can you love this man, and yet you don't want to see car show? I've been to a car show. I don't want to see car show. <laughs> okay. Um, well. That's episode. Yeah. Uh, I've got a little book. I'd rather look at car shows than go to a car show. Sorry, Max. No, well, if you come with me, you can see me gush about fun vehicle. Yeah, so, I do that every single fucking time I go to a car show with my dad. I sit there, he gushes. God, I, go I would get, get along dog. so well with your dad, wouldn't I? Yeah, you, my dad would fall in love with you immediately. <laughs> I'm your new brother. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you show up to my house, and you're immediately adopted into my family. Like, that's just how it's gonna go. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dan, yep. you have a bit? Yeah, uh, I've got a Beyond Toon World. You're going to love this. Trust me. Beyond Toon World! Beyond. Uh, so, this one's a little one, but it's something. Uh, Ooh. We've got, for this week... Toshiharu Sakurai. Uh, Toshiharu Sakurai is a Japanese voice actor. He voiced the Japanese version of T-Bone, Iwamaru. Uh, and, uh, he's got a couple roles across the years. Like, he's been working since, like, possibly the early 80s, late 70s. Uh, he's got a whole bunch of Sentai roles. Uh, he, when it comes to, like, Japanese voice actors just skimming through, he seems like ser- sort of, like, the go-to guy if you need, like, someone to voice a fat guy. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, he, however, his most famous role isn't a fat guy, but rather Shaggy Rogers from Scooby-Doo. Uh, <laughs> Zoinks! Uh, oh, that rules. Yeah, he voices Shaggy in a whole bunch of stuff since, like, the original, like, Scooby-Doo, where are you? Uh, goes throughout, like, the 90s, the 2000s. Uh, uh, not much in recent years, though he was in, uh, he did voice Shaggy in Lego Scooby-Doo Haunted Hollywood, the 2016 film. Uh, there's Lego Scooby-Doo? Yeah. Not a lot of 2010 stuff other than that, but, yeah, let's see, some other voices include Tonpa from Hunter Hunter, uh, Hanson from Nadia's Secret of the Blue Water, uh, Quite a few, like, uh, in, uh, Japanese dub of English char- er, er, of American characters, like the aliens from Toy Story, uh, uh, Big Billy from Powerpuff Girls, uh, let's see. And, uh, in his live action dub voice roles, uh, there's actually some, he also seems to be a go-to guy for a fat dude. Like, he's, he's voiced Jonah Hill in six different movies, uh, <laughs> Okay. He's got a Josh Gadden here. He's got two Wayne Knights. Shit, maybe he is most Jacobs. Mm-hmm. He is. Damn. Uh, it's all coming full circle. Sadly, he doesn't seem to be in the Artemis Fowl. Oh, what a shame. Yeah. Tragic. Uh, well, thank you for your service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like I'm... the little ones. Yeah. Yeah. I'm heading over to Twitter to see if we have questions. I, I got I got two of them up if you want to get the Discord. Ah, in Sarah. I'm closing Twitter. If we have questions, uh, every episode we do a little posty post. You can go to Twitter at 
facebook.com slash podagreecast or our Melanium bag channel on Discord and send us some questions that we will discuss in the show. Questions like, from Michael Healy, at Michael of Healy, is Homestuck an isekai? What are the special boys' class specs? Now, Michael, I really can't help you with this yeah. one. I, can't, I don't know anything about yeah. Homestuck. I'm sorry. I know Elliot in the middle of the desert, his ears have perked up and yeah. he's like starting to sneeze a little bit, but I don't yeah. think anyone on this pod is, uh, is effectively equipped to be able to help you right now. Yeah. Uh... Yeah. I guess in the roughest description, yes, Homestuck is an isekai, but not really. Uh, like yeah. there is, they go to a pre, they go to a fantasy world, true, but I don't really know much mm-hmm. beyond that. I don't know shit about how class specs are supposed to work. That no. was like any real thorough explanation of how that's supposed to work was either out of outside my knowledge sphere or past my time. Uh, yeah, that that ain't, that ain't for us anymore. Yeah. Ask us again when uh, Elliot is, yeah. is able to escape from uh, internet mm-hmm. hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, friend of the show, Cass, at What Is Cosplay, asks, Who is obsessed with having class rather than swag? What would you feed the GX crew if they turned up unexpectedly all of the start of The Hobbit? Does The Hobbit count as an isekai? Mm. Oh, that last one, no. no. That's just No, The Hobbit does not count as Hobbit an isekai. Is just That's fantasy. just a regular story. Uh, yeah. Um, Who is obsessed with having class rather than swag? I was. What uh, does that me- mean? Oh, I'm I'm well equipped to tell you. So, uh, sit okay. down, Sarah. Um, yeah, I'm so, sitting down. Effectively, when when the concept of swag arose in uh, the late 2000s, early 2010s, is this another like late 2000s, early 2010s, like kind of appropriation of like American black culture? A little bit. Um, a little bit. Yes. Not all the way. Essentially, it was like epic Reddit fedora wearers being like, oh, I don't need swag, I have class. Which kind of tells you all you need to know about it. I see. I think um, I understand, no. The answer is Misawa. Yep. Misawa's, Misawa, you know, doesn't need swag, he has class, because he's just a fancy boy. Mm-hmm. Um, which doesn't sure, really tell... tells himself that, but he doesn't believe it. Yeah. Monchame has swag, pure and simple, 100%. Yeah. But, yeah, I was class. Uh, I believed that if I... That dressing fancy was important and made you smarter. So I always went around in polos and button-ups because that's what I thought class was. Uh, I mean, you could, like, you could, that's definitely a look you can pull off now. But, like, after the sort of, like, irony days of those era, I feel like it's aged better. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Dressing fancy is very important. Yeah, but, like, doing it with that air of self-righteousness is not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make you smart. Yeah, you just gotta be like, I look cool as hell. And everyone's like, yes, you do. Mm And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what would you feed the GX crew if they turned up unexpectedly all of the start of the Hobbit, though? Uh, well, I have a rice cooker, so I just put that on. Mm. Uh, hamburgers, like Grandpa did. Well, let's see. Oh, so you would uh, purchase fast food from a neighboring fast food restaurant and disguise it as your own cooking? <laughs> Delightfully devilish, Sarah. I'm making some big, <laughs> a big pot of spaghetti. Ah, spaghetti. Spaghetti. Uh, what's our Discord question, Sarah? Uh, we have our first Discord question is from Muir Schmalen, uh, friend of the show, Steven. Which of our dual academia kids is the worst slash best to vacation with? I feel like Misawa is the kind of guy who makes a full itinerary of every single day you're out there. Yeah, I would... If I was on vacation with uh, Basha Misawa, I would just try and escape him. Yeah. So I could do things I actually wanted to do. I think Judai is the best choice then. Right. Well, Judai is a hazard. Judai, like, Judai somehow would fall off the Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, he would be fine somehow, though. Oh, shit. Kenzen, oh my god. He, he just chills out. I was going to say he just runs off into the jungle. I mean, yeah, but I can go with him and look at bugs. 
Okay, yeah, yeah. So he's the best choice for me, personally. I would... And, you know, we're gonna have to kind of, like, uh, scale the Jill Academia kids up to, like, college age. Because I think that Charles Manjume in the likes of Ibiza... Oh my god. Like, frat boy style. Holy fuck. No, that's it. That's the answer. That's objective, baby. Yeah. (laughs) I need to see it. Yeah. I'm like, just Chaz fucked off Molly. Oh my god. (laughs) I need to take him to your rave. I need to take him to therapy also, but rave (laughs) And therapy. What else we got? Our second question is from Kirby the Cleric, who asks, Why does Kaibum keep making new pods? How many worlds is he going to create? And if they made it into the Kaibaverse movie and Kaiba had to confront multiple multidimensional versions of himself, how would he handle it? What kind of funny alternate version Kaibas do you think there would be? Hmm. Kaiba, Kaiba needs... Therapy? Kaiba is like the forefront yep. of VR technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, he... He made this universe's version of VR chat. Everyone goes to it. Uh, everyone gets to be their fun dual sonas, which generates a lot of money because you can be whatever you want. Uh, yeah, all the subscriptions are from Kenzen, who wants to go back to being yeah. a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, the reason that he keeps making new pods is because the old pods keep getting like siblings stuck in them. Yeah, they have to go into like the sibling drive, and he has to just keep making. There's them. a reason people don't yeah. come back. It's because they want to stay. Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's just made the Matrix. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about it. I would love like a Kaiba Man into the Kaiba Verse movie, which oh is like my God. several different Kaibas running out. Because like they would immediately, I think what would happen is they would immediately team up at the start of the movie and like make really? some insane technology. Well, no, they would team up, and make some really cool technology that the world doesn't have. But like by the end, they would all start hating each other's guts that they would somehow end up killing each other mm-hmm. off. See, I my my I t- my version of this and my was the complete opposite. Like if they first meet and like. If a Kaiba meets another Kaiba, it's like a like a dog looking in a mirror. Like it immediately <laughs> is like this guy's gotta die. There can only be one. There can only be mm-hmm. one. And like the movie is about like all the fun plots that like um the the Kaibas come up with to try and like kill each other so that like they can be the, lo- the one true Kaiba. And like by the end of the movie, they have to team up to make some kind of cool alternate like I- incredible technology that the world has never mm-hmm. seen. And I like that. Yeah. TMT and TM pod. So what kind of funny alternate version Kaibas do you think there would be? Uh, so fucking... So there's sub-Kaiba and then there's dub-Kaiba. There's season zero Kaiba. Uh, there's Kaiba Man. (laughs) There's a live-action Kaiba. Yes. Did you like... Uh, there's a... There's the alternate reality Kaiba who's like... Not he's like not a genius, but he's like just buff as hell. Uh huh. Like Bron over Bron over Jock Kaiba. Yes. So that's the Kaiba that just tries to like physically fight them. He's probably the Kaiba that wins. <laughs> he's the, he's the Kaiba that uses Duelist as a blunt weapon. Yeah. <laughs> there's um, there's Kaibas. There's probably a girl Kaiba. I'm thinking girl actually. Kaiba, yeah, I'm yeah, thinking yeah. like Shoujo Kaiba. <gasps> yes. Is there like a sort of like an 18th century style Kaiba? Mm. Well, well, there's the fucking Yu-Gi-Oh! Duelist of the Roses game. The, yeah. Oh Duelist shit! The so there's Kaiba. like a War of the Roses era Kaiba. Oh fuck! That's a lot of. I, I, that's. I, I think that's that's as many Kaibas as we can probably fit in the movie, but the sequel. There's the fucking Kaiba from ancient Egypt. Oh The, right. the high ancient priest Egypt Kaiba. Kaiba. There's yeah. Set. Said, fuck. How did we forget Set? I don't know how we forgot Set. Oh, uh, set about me. <clears throat> okay. All right. <laughs> 
Anyway. Anyway. Uh, BHD Mum asks, why isn't Grandpa wearing his bandana? His hair looks horrible in the picture. I'm going to get nightmares from this. Correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that wasn't a yes or no question, but yes. Yeah, correct. Um, non-binary with left dragonkin asks, at Cassidy, is it possible for these episodes if, uh, is it possible for these episodes to have a critical level of Maddie Bleifty? If they got me out Never too this, much yes. Maddie Blastine. Yeah. Oh, I, Dan, I heard the words, I heard you say they got me off on this, and I no. just, no. I've just, no. I realized you said meowth. <laughs> and I, I mean, <laughs> I wasn't going to question Great. it. Sometimes you just go along with it. What else? Uh, Golden asks, does the existence of Kaiba Corp pods worry you? If Kaiba is looking into other pod-based technologies, is it possible he will sponsor other podcasts in addition to yours? Golden... It's very worrying. Colton, to, I... He's going to get... You know? No, you go ahead. I was going to say, Colton, it's a little concerning that you would say anything negative about our boss, our friend, our benefactor, Seto Kaiba. Yeah, we're all I a big family here at Kaiba Corp. We're all a big family here at Kaiba Corp. You know, I, I don't really mind spending a couple extra hours a week working for Kaiba Corp, because really, we're all a big family. Yeah. And I know that I know that my presence makes a difference. So, you know, even though I might not, I might not get to go home some nights, and I might... Uh, not to eat, get to eat dinner some nights, but you know what? We're all a big family. I do it for Seto Kaiba, my boss and my friend. Mm-hmm. Peach. That was really scary. Sorry about that. That was, I, I can, can you come back? Where's my brother, Max God? <laughs> my, my, your brother, Max McClintock. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of rolls off the tongue. It does, you know, to MM. Mm. Um, uh, Uwa Mental Hero asks, what is Kaiba's favorite anime? Is he a big Sword Art Online fan, or does he make fun of it? Because mm, if I was Kirito, I would simply escape the game. I don't actually know what that means, but mm. I'm assuming that's a person from Sword Art Online. Yeah, d- don't don't interact with Sword Art. Don't fuck with it. It's bad. I will not. I Sword will Art's never. bad. It, I, I, uh, that's the only thing I know about it. But I do think Kaiba would be a big fan. I feel like Kaiba... Hmm. Kaiba is the kind of guy who would... Who would say none of this would happen if if I were there in a review of Parasite? Uh, <laughs> he's also, I'd say he. If there's any anime he would really like, I guess it would be Doctor Stone. Oh, oh yeah, it's yeah. about a genius guy, isn't it? Yeah, he might also like some like smug genius stuff. Uh, like he watches like Steins Gate and like asshole geniuses. He's like, oh yes, these are good characters. Kaiba watches Rick and Morty because he has a high IQ. Oh my god. And yes, he has a tattoo, and no, you can't see it. Um, mm-hmm. In a different vein, Kaiba watches Gundam and decides that Shar is right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that Kaiba uh, recreates all his favorite animes in virtual worlds so that he can isekai himself into them and then do everything better than the protagonist. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's Confirmed. gotta be Confirmed. I've turned myself uh, into a pickle, Yugi. <laughs> a pickle That's Kaiba. Funniest shit I've ever seen. <sighs> Time Wizard Girl uh, asks, I think do you think... We... Sorry, Dan. No, go ahead. You read it. It's This is the last question. Mm-hmm. Time Wizard Girl asks, do you think Kaiba would make a Kaiba Man TV show? I think he already uh, has. He already has. That's why the card exists. Uh, he's He's got... The guy who plays Kaiba Man is uh, his voice actor in real life. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh very good. Uh, excellent. Very good. I think that is the last actual question because then uh, Dan posted yeah, a picture. Dan, Dan of posted something Croyd terrible and reprehensible so in the show, and everyone lost their shit because of how good it was and how much they loved to see it. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that's questions. That's Christians. 
And now yeah. let's do plugs. Damn, it's the end of the podcast. We did. We made some, some fucking good time on this one. Yeah, I know. It's because we skipped to get your game on. Yeah, we did do that. That probably would maybe thrown... video games were a mistake. Like there are only three of us here, and only two of us play video games on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah that's me that. and you, Dan. <laughs> Thank you for picking up on the exact same joke. <laughs> good. Um, Catholics can't play video games. Nope. I yeah. um, wait. Speaking wait, of Catholics, can I, can I say though real quick? When I was a kid, my parents wouldn't let me play video games on Sunday. Wow! And they let you play them the rest of the week. Disgusting. Yeah, I mean, they knew they couldn't bargain that off of me. Yeah, that's fair. Um. Anyway, speaking of Catholics, where can we people find you on the internet, Max? <laughs> you can go to Max. You can go to your local Catholic church every Sunday. Um. You can go to Max Bajillion. Why is the bit so much more this week? I don't know. I think it's just because like <laughs> it's it's pent up. I haven't talked about Catholicism in a hot minute, and it's kind of like leaking out of me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, on Maxi Bajillion on Twitter, you can find me and my fun tweets. And I have some other podcasts, including uh, Wow Cool Robot, a show about mobile suit Gundam. Uh, Argyle, Audrey, and me, other hosts of this show, are near the end of G Gundam. We have, I think, two more sets of episodes to watch, which is really exciting. Uh, Sarah, you were on that once upon a time. Mm. And Dan, you'll be on that once upon a time. Yeah. Uh, that's on Twitter at Wow cool Podcast. And you can also go to slappersonlypod.com or slappersonlypod on Twitter. Just check out Slappers Only, a video game music showdown podcast to do with my friend Jordan. Uh, in the near future, we're going to record an episode on Sonic Adventure 2 with Dan. Uh, mm-hmm. The game, is it good? Ooh. I can't answer that. But the music, I can't answer that. And the answer is yes. It's very good. And that's all I got. Mm-hmm. Sonic Sarah? is real. He is strong. And he's my friend. Confirmed. Yeah. Hi, folks. I have been Sarah. You can find me on Twitter at Sarah McCostumes. I do several other podcasts. They're all sort of in the bio of that Twitter if you want them. I do want to shout out the fact that I did start a new podcast. It is about uh, Bondesine Comics uh, Tintin. It has a very funny name, but I'm not going to tell you the name of the podcast because it isn't out yet and I don't know when it's going to be out because um, we're still building up our backlog. But uh, you can go find that. Also, uh, never believe it. Is, has been on hiatus, but we did start recording again, so you can go and listen to more Fuck of that. Yeah. Uh, Dan! Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Dan. You can find me at a lot of places. You can find all those places at linktr.ee slash big underscore challenges. From there, you can find my Twitter. You can find the other podcasts I do, which include The Sonic Shuffle, a random and holistic Sonic lore podcast. Uh, we've been having some weeks off lately, uh, but... At some point, you'll be able to hear us talk about Sonic X, maybe some more fan film, fan stuff. Uh, you can listen to Stranger's Fiction, an actual play podcast focused on one-shots, which is currently on hiatus, but you can listen to all sorts of stuff that I was on there, like the very recently completed interstitial actual play. Uh, you can listen to Video Games, the movie, the podcast, the video game movie review podcast I do with my friend Maxie. Uh, this month, it's Lucario and the Mystery of Mew. Uh, and last but not least, you can visit at Xbox underscore holiday, where Usher celebrates holidays with Xbox. And, uh, we actually got a couple in, in rapid succession. We've got, uh, Bandit Keith Howard's birthday on August 12th, Oban on August 13th, uh, Korean Liberation Day, I believe, on the 15th, uh, and... There'll be more in the weeks to come. Cool. I, I need to update the, 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 the queue on that one because I don't think I filled in the fall holidays yet. The fall the holidays. holidays. Ah. <laughs> nice. Well, folks, together we have been Pod of Greed. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Pod of Greedcast. 
uh, you can go to kaiba.online, a real URL that you can go to to join our Discord and uh, have fun and talk to us. Uh, we also have a Patreon that is at patreon.com forward slash pod of greed. And you can go there to get all sorts of rewards. We have a little bonus feed that we're uh, currently editing a new thing for this month uh, where we have podcasts and stuff. Uh, we will also, at the $5 tier, you can listen in live to our episodes, which no one is doing right now um, because there's only three of us. And I mean, they, they don't, and that's just, they don't think that we're entertaining enough. Come on. I was going to um, talk about Catholicism a bit too much. Yeah, we started. Yeah, they just left. That, that one's on me. We, sorry, um, folks. Yeah, that was just ugh, less preaching, Max. <laughs> At the ten dollar level, we will start sending you once a year. We will send out a box of physical products to our ten dollar patrons. And they will be very excited. We've been dropping hints at what they might be all year. We might even actually make those real things. Um, but we will send you some things at the ten dollar levels and. At the five dollar levels, we also shout out the following people. Hit it, Dan. Have you ever done it? Uh, I don't think I have. Uh, Go. Shout outs to Colton Crow, Danielle Kalaskis. Thank you. Emery. Thank you. Joel Thomas. Thank you. Morg haunting the Morg. Thank you. And Riley Hopkins. Thank you. Thank you all so very much from the bottom of our hearts. And with that, we're finished. We are we're finished. finished. That's all we got. I know. I, I like have only been podcasting for a mere hour and a half. I feel like we should there's more. Um But What's your robot of the week, Sarah? Uh my robot uh of the week is ah uh is the uh batik uh melting pot that I purchased recently. It's not really a robot, it's just kind of a regular machine. Ev- but. You you know well that everything's a robot if you want it to be. Okay, my robot of the week is myself. Whoa, shit. That's deep. Dan, what's your robot of the week? Uh, I guess my robot of the week, uh, off the top of my head, uh, how about Megas XLR? Pretty good. Hmm. Funny little car for a head. Yeah. Hmm. Well, in the immortal words of our ancestors, I lay myself face down and say, uh, uh, dealing is good. Wow. I lay myself face down and sink into the VR zone. Cool robot. Cool card game. <laughs> <laughs> Beat. Beat.